it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, we got to talk about those speakers in your house. What are those speakers up to that are so helpful to you? And coming up yet later, there are so many signs of things in the economy that are not out of gas, but they have gone back a gear. I want to talk about opportunity that may lead to for you, and that's coming up later. Right now, I want to talk about something that is one of those events that flew right over me, might have flown over you. There's a day or week for everything now, right? Well, this is Bike to Work Week in the United States, which is something that I have actually done. I've done two things over the years. I have walked the eight miles to work before on many occasions, and I have participated in bike-to-work events because I hate sitting in traffic, and alternatives are very exciting. But a lot of us, I mean, that's pretty loco that I would walk eight miles to work, right? But I love walking. But that's not something that's practical or reasonable for people to usually do. And the biking, how many people really are fit enough that they're going to commute by bike? But what that ignores is a movement that's booming around the country where people are buying electric bikes. Electric bike sales in the United States are skyrocketing. And that's because for so many situations, people with commutes, generally 15-mile or less commutes, in so many congested midsize and large metro areas, can now commute quicker on an electric bike than they can by car. Now, you can, with an electric bike, you can make it a combination of exercise and just motoring to work. And what many people will do who are into fitness is they'll let a bike take them to work you know, with the motor, but then they'll pedal home so they get exercise, but they don't stink up the office when they get there going on their bike. But sometimes the elements will make this not practical But a lot of days of the year, you can physically shorten your commute. I mean, think about it. If it takes a lot less time going on a bike than it is on a car, well, that's pretty pretty cool. And the cost of running an electric bike a mile is basically nothing compared to putting your vehicle on the road. Our producer, Joel has been riding an electric bike for how many years commuting to work now? Is this three? I guess just over two, maybe. Two years. Yeah. And do you do it a fourth of the days, half of the days? I don't I don't have a gauge yeah. what percent of the days you're actually commuting on an electric bike. I say two thirds. But like Oh, are you? And then you know, the e bike actually kinda got me 
off my off my tush and actually got me active and now sometimes i i rode ride my nani bike in so today i rode my nani bike and i think that e-bike oh, that's the odor i'm smelling <laughs> yeah i guess i guess it is so that can, i feel like the e-bike can be kind of that push for lots of people to, to actually get going and that's what the e-bike was for me it was like okay cool i feel like i can do it if i have the e-power and now i've just gotten so into it that i like riding my regular bike too and your commute is 10 miles one way? It's about seven and a half miles. Oh, I thought it way. was longer. And it's a lot quicker, though, on the e-bike than in traffic, right? Yeah, that's the crazy thing is that, well, one, I know exactly how long my commute's going to be each way. It's about 28 to 30 minutes. And in a car, sometimes it could be 45 on the way home. And uh, and yeah, so I just know exactly how long it is. And oftentimes it is less time consuming to commute via bike. So, so many metro areas in the country are building these either uh, protected bike lanes or completely separate bike paths. Joel, you got hit by a car one day, right? I did one day, yeah. And were you on a a protected bike lane or were you just on the street? I was in a protected bike lane going through downtown um, and there was just this one section where there's a lot of parking garages and so cars are constantly crossing over the bike path and to be honest the bike infrastructure where we live in and in most cities around the country could use a bit of an update uh, just to keep the cyclists a little bit more separate from the cars and i think people would then too feel more more comfortable more safe biking i think probably there are some people listening that are like why would i bike it's crazy it's scary out there and i think cities and and towns could do a lot to make things safer for for bikers but you were hit by a car and you can tell the tale yep exactly wasn't and was Too it bad. hit and run, or did the person pay to repair your bike? And they paid, and they were they were pretty kind. They stopped, so it was an accident. Okay, pretty kind that they stopped. People are supposed to stop if they hit you. Chris is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Chris. Hi. How are you? I am good. Thanks for taking my call. Certainly. How can I be of service to you? Okay, so I have a son that is going to be going to college in the fall, and my husband and I have pretty much vowed he is not taking a smartphone with him. Um, He's done really well grade-wise, but we've just seen how much it eats up his time and even just his emotional well-being. We would just love it if we could find an alternative, and we still want him to be able to text and call and um, maybe have like an alarm and contacts, but that's about it. So I've seen some things on crowdsourcing, but I didn't know if there were other options besides that. So basically you want him to have no data at all and just be able to have um, essentially a dumb phone. Yes, but not dumb texting. (laughs) Right. So I'm trying to think what I would recommend. Maybe um, what kind of bill per month are you trying to keep it at? Um, We currently pay $25 for his phone, and that's unlimited everything. Okay. And now you want it not to be unlimited everything. Right. So I'm just curious, in college, isn't he going to need that? Um, capability of data for working on school stuff? Well, and that's where probably his laptop will come in. And 
we're just trying to make sure, you know, and he he's kind of at the point, too. He doesn't want to always have that as much of a distraction. Because, because I'm thinking about Republic Wireless. I don't know if you've ever heard me mention them. I have, yeah. So they have unlimited talk and text for $15 a month. Okay. And so That's that would be good. a potential alternative. Also, there's Unreal Mobile. Have you ever heard me mention okay. them? I haven't heard of them. Unreal is, um, they made a, a splash when they came out. I never really hear anything about them anymore. So they were okay. charging $10 a month for um, talk and text. And they give you a tiny amount of data uh, on that okay. 10. So he'd have some data he could use, but 10 a month is really cheap. Yeah, that's great. And again, that one's Unreal Mobile, and the okay. other's Republic Wireless. So I think either of those would get you a cheaper bill, and at the same time, because the data's metered, it would eliminate most, or not quite all, but most of the use of data at all. Okay, okay, those sound like good options. And what's he thinking he's going to study in college? Uh, bioinformatics. What is that? <laughs> I will try to do it a service, but I'm, I'm not. It's kind of, he's just discovered that that is something he can do. But from what the limited reading I've done, it's computer science, biology, and computational math all combined together and some engineering as well so so you have a quadruple threat brainiac <laughs> in your household he's yeah he's he he watches math videos for fun so wow wow well <laughs> i'm sure he's going to have a very very wide open career future in front of him that is amazing wow Don is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hey, Don, how are you? Uh, hi, Clark. Good to be here. Thank you. Sure. How can I serve you? Okay. Well, let's say here, uh, as an individual, you know, being vigilant on the identity theft protection, you know, I have the credit reports frozen and on and on like that. But I also have a small business, and I get uh, applications for uh, huge loans all the time. And I'm thinking to myself, I, as an individual, am protected as best as I can. But what about my small business? What about identity theft protection? So you my... mean somebody intercepts your mail, they do an application for one of those uh, instant issue business loans, and uh -huh. they're off to the races pretending to be you, and they may run off with twenty, forty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000, and then you're having That's to clean it. up the mess. Exactly, yep. But you said to me, I think I heard you say that your credit is frozen? Yeah, as an individual, all three of my uh, credit reports are frozen. All right, well, I have good news for you. Okay. All those people, without an exception, I'm not aware of exceptions, are going to have you sign something when you take out one of those loans where you're personally liable, and okay. they're going to run your credit. So somebody impersonating you with your credit frozen, they're not going to be able to run your credit, and it means that even though your business cannot have its identity frozen, the fact that yours is greatly reduces the possibility 
that anybody would ever be able to get one of those instant loans is if they were your company. All right. Well, that uh, so it does circle back to the uh, the personal side then, even though right it is because the all these channel. lenders want to know if the business goes insolvent that they can come eat you alive. Oh. And that's <laughs> okay. why they do what's called pierce the corporate veil, where they uh, have you sign documents that give you individual liability outside of the corporation. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm, I'm not that worried. I get those, uh, if you're getting the experience I am, I'm getting about, oh, three or more of those every week now. Oh, oh yes, at minimum. And so there's one that uh, does something that looks so impressive. They send you a red plastic card in the mailer, and uh, like, like almost like a credit card, and that you're pre-approved for this line of credit, and and. What I've noticed is because the law doesn't require, I look at all these solicitations, generally they don't even disclose what interest rate you're paying if you borrow money from them under these deals. Uh, yeah, well, you know, there's a lot of really fine print on the back side of the letter, but, you know, it's just, that's more for entertainment than anything else. But So uh, uh, the bigger issue with these instant loans for businesses is that they're easy to get for so many businesses but uh -huh. the interest rates and terms can be brutal, and that's where yeah. I'm really freaked out about them, not the identity theft side. Okay. And, you know, maybe at some point I'll hear from someone like you, Don, whose credit's frozen, and still somebody was able to do one of these instant loans as an identity thief geared towards a business, but I haven't heard that yet. Today's Clark Rageous Moment is a special, special warning for you if you are somebody who's tied in tightly into the Amazon culture. If you're an Amazon Prime member and all the rest, you got to know that there's only so much you want to let Amazon into your life. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous Moment. As more information has come out about invasions of your and my privacy, Amazon has been looking really bad. I'm seeing at least a couple of stories every week about Amazon using the uh, Echo devices, the various ones, as a tool for spying on individuals, spying on families, and even having recordings when people aren't using the device. Rule number one that I told you before with any Amazon Echo device, never have one in your bedroom. If you have one in your bedroom, get it out of there because there are things that it might record that are very intimate and personal that you don't want that thing recording. Second, there's a new warning today about Amazon spying on your children and building dossiers on your kids if you have the echo dot kids devices those are a real issue in terms of the invasion of your privacy there is a complaint it's been filed with federal regulators that will almost certainly lead to an investigation of how amazon is using the echo dot kids 
to spy on children, what they do, what they watch, and all the rest. Amazon pitches it as a fun thing for your kids. No, this is all fun for Amazon. You can listen to what Amazon has on you, what recordings they've collected of your of activity going on in your home. And I encourage you, if you are freaked out by the stuff I'm telling you, that you follow the steps we have on Clark.com to listen to what kind of stuff Amazon has recorded in your home or apartment. Uh, you may find that what they've got on you is very um, non-controversial and innocent. You may find stuff that very much disturbs you. And Amazon needs to step up like Google has just done recently and establish better firewalls for privacy for you on the Amazon Echo products. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. So economists are so good at predicting when recessions are going to happen that never do. But that's because it's really hard for an economist to predict the future. They are really good at telling you what went on in the past. But there are certain signals that people look at to see what's going on with the economy. There was a story in the San Francisco Chronicle about an industry that historically has been one of the best leading indicators of the possibility of, let's call it an economic slowdown. We've got a very strong economy now, so there's a big gap between where we are today in a recession, but the economy slowing down, that's a very likely thing moving forward, and this is a signal that that could certainly be happening, is that the travel industry, because you think about travel, particularly leisure travel, nobody has to do it. You do it because you want to, and it's expensive. Even if you find a deal, it's still real money. So it's pretty much 100% your choice. And you can say, yeah, I'm a little worried right now. I'm not going to do it. Or another time, hey, that's really cool. I'm going to do it. And people are saying right now with travel, maybe, maybe not. And there are people who are planning travel who aren't doing it. Marriott just reported disappointing hotel bookings for the most recent quarter and some of the airlines are having trouble filling seats at the fares that they wanted to charge so a couple airlines pushed through fare increases last week to try to get more revenue out of people that are going but that's really a fool's errand because as demand softens you end up having to have bigger sales so whether economists who are looking at travel as a leading indicator are right that it could be an early warning sign of a recession who knows the fact that things have softened means that for you as a traveler particularly if you're flexible you're going to find more deals going forward on every phase of travel Uh, an example i'll give you is the economy has been so strong that cruise lines have been quarter after quarter reporting huge bookings. I mean, you talk about travel that is 100% discretionary. Going on a cruise is 100% discretionary. 
So as people have felt more comfortable in the wallet, it's pushed bookings up for cruises, and cruise rates have gone way up. And the same cabin may be selling on a ship for three times what it was in 2012 because of how strong the economy has been of late. But you're going to see if things do slow down that what people do in the travel industry is they offer deals. And it's already, as I mentioned, it's already clear with hotels. I've been getting better deals on hotels lately than I've been getting in a good while. And that's a sign to me. I've been getting better deals on car rentals and I can't tell if that's because there's a little bit of slowing or if it's because the competition from Lyft and Uber. But whatever reason, I am seeing better deals. Airfare, hit or miss. Carol's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Carol. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Carol. How can I serve you? Well, first of all, I don't know if your wife tells you she loves you every day, but if not, I'll tell you I love you today. Well, you are sweet. Thank you. I just want to thank you so, so much. You have no idea how much that I depend on your opinions, and I follow your website, and I'm a long-time listener, too, for years. But anyway, uh, I'm an old lady from North Carolina. <laughs> okay. But I do try to, to make wise decisions. Uh, since losing my husband five years ago, I really bounce. You know, we used to bounce off our, you know, discussions about our decisions. So I depend on you even more. Uh, well, I'm sorry you lost your husband. Thank you so much. But anyway, I've already, you know, I've already, everything else I've been able to find on your website. But uh, I did want to ask you one question. Um, the bad part about having good credit is that people really worry you to death. But I have just been uh, bombarded with people ask, or with mail about extended warranty on my car. So I don't know um, if that's a good idea or not a good idea. It's my, I have about 24,000 miles on my car. It's uh, 2015. I don't think I'm supposed to say that. No, that's just, fine. Go okay. ahead. Uh, since you laid that out, 2015, you're doing very little driving, about 6,000 miles a year. What kind of that's car right. is it? It's uh, And I can say? Yeah, please. Okay. It's a Lexus SUV. All right, so you have a vehicle that you, if you want, can drive for years and years and years to come. Yes. yes and no extended warranty would cover the number of years he would keep that Lexus on the road. And right. so it would not be normally a good idea to buy an extended warranty in that case. But then there's a second reason that you shouldn't, and that is that all the all the data shows over the years that you have the m- most reliable used car ba- brand that exists. Nobody builds a vehicle as reliable year in and year out as Lexus. Right. So you could get That's unlucky, and at some point something would break on that thing, and you'd be like, wow, if I would have spent several thousand dollars on that warranty, it would have helped me out now, but... You're going to have several thousand dollars you would have spent on a warranty that you can use to do a repair if you need it. So the odds are in my favor. <laughs> Completely in your favor. 
the other okay. thing is with any vehicle, not just a Lexus, you would only want it from the manufacturers. In your case, it would be from Toyota. You would only want yes. their own branded extension of a warranty, never from some UFO third party that's mailing you or calling you or anything like that. Okay, good. But in your good case, 6,000 miles a year on a vehicle that goes usually 400,000 miles without really breaking a sweat, uh-huh. I think you're okay not buying any kind of extended warranty. Good. You just saved me some more money. Well, I'm so glad. Now, like remember, at some point, every year, Clark. <laughs> at some point, though, it's going to need a repair, right? Absolutely. And you'll have to pay for it with your your own money, but that to me is the better decision, especially with something ultra-reliable like a Lexus. Tom is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Tom. Hi, Clark. It's an honor to speak with you. Well, you're kind, and how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. So you want to talk about um, home improvements, right? Yes. Yes, I I heard you uh, once suggest that... uh, clients not give the remodeler any money up front and i i don't know any remodeling company including my own that doesn't require some kind of deposit so the reason you hear me be so strident about it is is you know in your industry there are uh fly-by-nights that are people who maybe are uh, not crooks but they just are not reliable then they're the flat-out crooks. So when I say something like that, I'm trying to get a listener's attention to be really, really thoughtful in how they structure any kind of contract with a contractor and to know that giving a lot of money up front, that every dollar you give up front is money at risk if the person turns out to be unreliable or worse. So since you're in the business, I'd love to hear from you what suggestions you'd have for someone, because uh, all I hear are the people who've had a nightmare, what suggestions you have where they can be protected and you can be protected. There's always the risk. Uh, we both take risks. The client takes a risk that uh, I won't show up. Of course, that ruins my business, and um, I'll never get another job. I take a risk that I take a deposit up front, but I typically spend some of my capital to get them to a point where I get another draw from them. There is a, a risk involved on both sides. But what I'd recommend to the client is that they check out the people that they're looking at doing business with. In case the state does have a license, they should have a license. Uh, they should definitely have general liability insurance. They should have workers' comp insurance, and they should require that if they use any other subcontractors, that those people also have workers' comp and general liability insurance. And each one of us, including myself and the subcontractors, have certifications of insurance that we can provide before we even sign a deal. That will give them some assurance. The other assurances are that they can check with the state licensing bureau to see if there has been any claims. They can check with the Better Business Bureau to see if there have been any claims. But most importantly, typically, are the the client referrals that good remodeling companies have uh, and and are available to to provide to people that are are about to make a big investment in their home. 
So everything you said is fantastic. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't follow any of the steps you just outlined. You know, <laughs> okay. truthfully, I mean, somebody will will drop a flyer off in the mailbox or uh, be a friendly face stopping by, particularly the worst cases are after any kind of storm, natural disaster, anything like that. And all people want, particularly after any kind of disasters, they just want their life back like it was before that happened, and they let their guard down. And they don't take those steps or precautions that you're talking about that, yeah, I'll tell you, odds are, Tom, if somebody did the steps that you outline. It's possible they could still get ripped off, but it's much less likely that somebody's going to take money and run. So tell me, what is, in your world, in your business, how do you offer to a potential client how you're paid over time? Like, how do you structure that? We meet frequently before either one of us uh, agree to anything, and Uh, One of the things that I have to know is what is the scope of work. I ask them to give me enough information so that I cannot make a mistake. Uh, We use everything from pictures, uh, manufacturers, specified models. Inspiration pictures are usually the best, but then we also have to make sure that of that picture, what is it that they're focusing on? Uh, We go over plans and make recommendations for savings. And you get a feel for, not only do they get a feel for me and whether or not I'm reputable, but that I also get a feel for them, whether or not we're going to have a good working relationship. Because typically the best our relationship will ever be is when we sign the contract. And that's not always the case, but sometimes it gets a little bit harder as it goes on. Subs don't show up. Uh, it didn't turn out exactly the way that they were, were they thought it would, and there gets to be a, a little bit of tension between us. So it, it's I guess it's innate, it, a feel for the other person. But the other thing that we do at these meetings is we talk about the draws. And what, what I try to do is I try to make sure that of all the money that I'm going to spend up to that draw, that I'm getting at least 15% over that to cover my management expenses. And then the very last draw is where we actually get our profit. Well, I, th- I think that anybody listening to you can tell that you are very methodical about it and you're doing things on the up and up. The problem I face is with people who uh, don't do their homework and really backgrounding a contractor, don't check out. You gave a perfect example that shows stability and uh, benefit with making sure everybody's properly insured. And then they hear the song and dance, they give money up front, and bam, poof, that person's gone. That's obviously not an issue with someone like yourself and competitors of yours like yourself. I appreciate your call. Bob is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Bob. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. Bob, you... Instead of having turkey at Thanksgiving, you want to have something completely different. Share with me what you're planning. We're not sure what we're planning yet. That's that's where I need your help. So we would like to go to Europe for the Thanksgiving holiday break, Saturday to Saturday before and after Thanksgiving. And, you know, we listen to your show quite a bit. And we I think I remember hearing that you saying that is a typically affordable time to travel, especially to Europe with business travel um, generally not happening that week. 
You um, are you are so on the money because Americans tend at Thanksgiving more than maybe any other time of the year to go spend time with family. And so it's a very domestic holiday. It's obviously our holiday. Um, in Europe, they're not celebrating it. There's no business travel at all, which means that you get great deals everywhere on an airplane going from the U.S. to Europe. If you like to sit in fancy seats, they're the cheapest you're going to find all year long usually. If you want to redeem points for a trip going internationally over Thanksgiving is probably the lowest mileage redemption you'll find through a year, and buying tickets is a deal also for Thanksgiving travel. And your Saturday to Saturday is going to be ideal. So I guess our question is, you know, we're letting price dictate destination. So it, it appears, though, that London, Paris, Madrid, uh, at this point anyway, look to be the most affordable for flights. But there's still, you know, in that 450 range, if you take into account being able to actually pick a seat and we have two smaller kids, so we're going to you know, have to do that. And if you want to actually bring a, a check bag. So my question is, is that a good price for airfare during that time, that four four fifty per ticket? Where in the country uh, are you flying from? It would be New York or Boston. Oh, the two cheapest cities in the U.S. to fly to Europe from. So with you being that flexible about where you go, I think it'll go lower than that. You're a little far in front of this. And I'd say somewhere maybe um, three to five months out would be the time period that you'll probably find something that'll be pretty interesting. Although the best deals pop up for Thanksgiving for going to Europe or going to Asia tends to be very close to Thanksgiving, but closer than you'd be comfortable probably waiting for. Sure. And do you have any strategies to help avoid paying those extra fees to pick a seat or for check bags? Either by Yeah, it completely depends on the airline if they're going to charge you all those junk fees. So you just have to look around and, you know, if you use the tools with Google Flights, they'll be able to guide you on all those extras and you'll know who's the overall best deal for that trip. And I'm jealous. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.